Hey guys, what's up? This is Sean from nursedose.org. And with this episode, we're going to be talking about the CCRN, the critical care exam. And uh, we're going to be talking about how I studied for it, um, how you can study for it, and what books I use to study for it. And uh, then at the end, we're going to be talking about a giveaway that I'm going to be doing on Instagram. So please be sure to listen all the way for those instructions, um, giving away this really cool pin that I had designed um, free of charge, no shipping or anything. So, um, yeah, let's get into it. So what even is the CCRN exam? The CCRN is basically a certification that shows your knowledge of nursing care of acute and critically ill patients. And it's something that a lot of hospitals use to kind of gauge if you are competent in that care. Um, I know it's kind of getting more frequent that people are getting their CCRNs now, so it's pretty important that you know how to study for it. Um, and I'll talk to you about my kind of journey with the CCRN and why I initially got it and um, how I did something kind of out of the norm when going for my CCRN. So the CCRN for me kind of acted like a confidence booster. Uh, whenever I came out of nursing school and went straight into the ICU, I was pretty nervous about things. You get thrown right into, you know, the dirty stuff of ICU and it's, it's honestly scary. And something that really helped me was knowing that if I studied for this exam and got it, I could tell myself that I was competent in this care. And I hear a lot of people say like, you know, even though you have your CCRN, that doesn't mean that you're competent. You know, I've met people who have their CCRN and, you know, they're terrible nurses. You know, there's always going to be people like that. But to break it down, the CCRN really is a indication of how much knowledge you have in regards to critically care, critically ill patients. And, um, it's not an easy test to pass and you have to know your stuff to actually be able to pass it and get that title at the end of your name. So the CCRN, you need 1750 hours. So 1,750 hours to actually be eligible to take the exam. And a lot of people are under the misconception that you have to be working in the ICU for two years. So if we think about it, 1,750 hours, if you're working full-time, which is usually 36 hours a week, that comes out to approximately 48 hours, or 48 weeks, I'm sorry, and there's 52 weeks in a year. So technically, you can get your CCRN without even a year of experience as an ICU nurse. Um, Is that the smart thing to do? Maybe it's not like, it's probably not the most... Uh, beneficial thing for a lot of people, but it's something that I did and I'm still glad that I did it because it really helped shape the nurse that I am today. And it's something that I can recommend to you if you are feeling those uh, new grad jitters going into the ICU. And the whole thing with studying for the CCRN, it's the journey of going from not knowing as much to actually knowing it and then taking that information and applying it to your practice. So 
I started studying for the CCRN when I was about eight months out of nursing school and in my first ICU job. So I, I got my job right after graduating nursing school. So that eight months, uh, it, it pretty much translated to eight months of experience. And that gave me enough time to go from new grad, not knowing much to CCR and prepared. And what I'll go over is how I studied for it. So like I said, I took it in with less than a year's experience as an ICU nurse. And I took about two months to actually study for it, like hardcore. But so what I did was I got two books, technically three, but there are two main books that I got. And those books were the Baron CCRN Test Prep. And then the other one was the Pass CCRN. And then sprinkled in with that is the uh, Critical Care Handbook. And that one's really good for like quick quick reference uh, when it comes to things that, you know, you're just not too familiar with in the other books. Um, so I'm going to really recommend the Barron's CCRN exam uh, test prep. It's It looks like a new edition's come out since the one that I've used, um, but it looks like it's going to be the same information and possibly even have more practice tests in it. Um, the Barron's exam uh, or test prep is really good because it kind of condenses everything into what you need to know. It doesn't add all that fluff of all the extra stuff that just kind of bogs your mind down. And it just gives you an outline of everything. It goes through all the systems, goes through neuro, cardiac, respiratory, you know, all that stuff. And it breaks down what you need to know with each one. And so you could go through that and say, okay, I know this, I don't know this. And then you can kind of condense what you need to learn later on. And each section also has a small little um, test review for that section. So what I like to do is I would study through everything, uh, study through the, the, the entirety of that chapter, you know, cardiac or neuro. And uh, once I felt like I knew it, then I would take the, um, the small review at the end. And that kind of showed me what I had to go back and review. Because if you take that right off the bat, like, of course, you're not going to know everything and it's not going to give you a clear indication of what you still need to study because you need to study everything. So I would leave those alone, but study as much as you can and to where you feel confident that you know a majority of the information and then take those reviews at the end of each chapter and then see where you're at. And I wouldn't even touch the, the last. Um, so there, there's three... Uh, mock exams in the back and I just wouldn't even touch those until you feel like you are ready to take the CCRN because you want to get a legit feel for how close you are to passing it and the one caveat I will give to that is maybe take one of them when you first start just to kind of see what your baseline is especially if you've been an ICU nurse for a while um, maybe you have a good uh, baseline knowledge for critical care and uh, you can kind of speed up your studying and kind of really hone in on what you need to study. Um, but otherwise I would leave those alone and give yourself three chances to kind of improve yourself each time and kind of go back and hone what you need to really focus on. Um, but yeah, so that's the main book that I use the Baron CCRN. Um, and just by the way, I'm going to be linking all of these books that I'm talking about in a blog post on my website, nursedose.org, where you can go directly and buy from there. Um, 
just so you have a quick and easy reference of what I'm talking about and you make sure you get the exact book that I'm talking about. Um, so that will be up by the time that this um, podcast is up. So you can go check that out. Uh, the second book that I used is called Pass CCRN. And, and so this one is it's kind of weird because I mainly bought this book for the CD or the code that came with it. And this code, it, it opens up a huge test bank um, with tons of questions. I think it's close to like a thousand questions. And it's an online interface and you can use it to do even more um, reviewing. So the book itself is huge. Uh, kind of like the other uh, book, I think there's a new edition of this one too. So I don't know if they changed it. I haven't gotten this new edition. But the edition that I got that had, it was like a green cover. It said past CCRN on it. It was huge. It was like, it was like bigger than a textbook. And the information in it was basically all fluff. Like, yeah, it's good information, but not for CCRN. It's, it goes way beyond the scope of the CCRN. And it's just not something that you want to uh, focus on at that time. It's really good information for if you want to go beyond the CCRN. But when it comes to just the CCRN, I would skip the actual uh, chapters in the book and go straight to the online test material. Now, if you can get uh, someone else's code and use that, then hey, man, that's that's great. Uh, that'll save you like $30. But um, for the most part, it's a great book, just not for the CCRN. But the test prep that it has is amazing. You can go in and you can uh, customize what questions you want to see. Um, so if you're really lacking in cardiac and respiratory, you can just choose those questions and you can cycle through them. And since there's a thousand questions, it's going to be really hard for you to uh, come up and get duplicates of what you've already answered unless you keep doing it and doing it and doing it, which for me, if I'm being honest, I did start getting some repeats, but you know, it, it kind of solidified the information in my mind. Um, but other than that, um, so those are the main two books that I used. And I basically took time out um, when I was off, to be honest. And it, I was talking about this in my burnout um, episode. And I was kind of, I was studying for my CCR and, and then going to work. And you know, it is a lot. And it's something you kind of have to take into consideration when you're doing this. Um, you have to understand that this is a really stressful exam to take and to be honest it's not terribly hard especially if you prepare well but it's it's kind of just intimidating to take um i don't know how test centers are across you know the nation but i assume that it's all going to be the same but i remember when i took my ccr in uh the air conditioning was out in the test center where I actually took it and um, <laughs> the proctor was actually standing behind me with a fan and uh, pointing it at me. So that was amazing, but I still passed. So it was great. And I passed uh, pretty well too. Um, but of course I did the best on cardiac cause that's kind of my thing. But anyways, yeah. So those two books, the Barron's uh, CCRN test prep and the past CCRN are pretty much the only books that you need. Now, I did sprinkle in the critical care handbook as well, and I'm going to be linking that on my blog post as well. And this is something that I still use. And it's great because it just has short little snippets of 
anything that you need to know critical care, like it has ABGs, it has EKGs, you know, all that stuff. So it's very easy to kind of like skip through and really hone in on what you need um, to learn, especially if there's something in these other books that you don't quite understand. This one goes into a little bit more depth and explains things a little bit better. And it's just something good to have in your backpack when you go to work, um, especially when you have a patient that you've never taken care of before. It's a really good resource. So the books are great, but that's not the only thing that you need to do. Uh, you know, book smarts are great, but when you apply it to the real world, that's how you kind of solidify things into your mind. Um, so what I would do is I would take a chapter, study it, uh, probably over a week or so, maybe even two weeks. And then I would try to take that information and force myself to use it at work. So if I was studying cardiac and uh, I was learning about the different, um, you know, the stimmies and like the different locations, uh, where the stimmies could occur and the different kind of EKG changes that you see, like the different leads that will show um, ST elevation and all of that. I would do that. I would study that and then I'd go to work and then I would be like, okay, this patient is, you know, a, a post STEMI patient. I'll look at their uh, primary EKG from when they came in and I'll be like, okay, yeah, that, that looks like it affected the RCA because of, you know, these leads that the ST elevation was in. And then if we read through the notes, we can see, oh, the patient had a decreasing heart rate. Uh, the patient uh, had a decreasing blood pressure. They did not give any fluids. And that all makes sense because that's everything that I studied in the book because, you know, you don't give fluids to a patient who's ha who has a uh, right-sided um, STEMI uh, just because the increased preload can um, cause backup in heart failure. Uh, because the right uh, ventricle is hypokinetic at that point. So it's a good thing. It, and if you do stuff like that, it just solidifies the information in your mind. And it really helps you recall it whenever you get to the test. Um, and then so when it does come to the test, I'll let you know what kind of questions you can expect. And a lot of them, it's not just regurgitating information. A lot of it is situational things. So they'll give you a situation and you'll have to um, respond to it. It's a little bit better than the NCLEX. The NCLEX has those stupid choose all that apply, or at least it did whenever I took it. And this one doesn't have that at all. It's, um, at least to my knowledge, they might have changed it. But uh, the questions are more straightforward, and it's easier to get the most correct answer than I felt the NCLEX was. Um, so in general, it's not a hard exam. It's just you need to have the knowledge base to take it. So a lot of people get really nervous when they're about to take it. But I try to tell them, it's like, if you can apply the knowledge that you get from this book to your practice, you'll be fine. Because we all deal with ventilators. We all deal with hearts. You know, we all deal with neuro at some points. Um, you know, we, we've all had those neuro patients, um, even if you're in the cardiac ICU um, it's so easy for a clot to go up to the brain and boom, you have a neuro patient now. So you just have to make the effort of applying the knowledge that you've learned and gained from these books to, uh, solidify the knowledge in your brain whenever it comes to take the exam. 
but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. And so I'll let you know the timeline that I had when taking this exam. It's uh, so I started eight months out and I probably studied on and off for about three months, three and a half months, but I took it right on my, well, basically a little bit before my, my year as a nurse. And, um, it really wasn't bad at all. And, but I'm also a good test taker. So I really understand those people who don't take tests very well. Um, this might be a little bit of a challenge for you, but like I said, if you just solidify that information in your brain, make it secondhand nature, then it's, um, it's, it's going to be easy to take. And it's something where if you do not pass the first time, it's not a big deal. It was like, yes, it is, you know, there is some money that's lost, but um, if you t- if you pay the, the fee to take it the first time, I forget how much it is, to be honest, it's, it's, some, it's kind of ridiculous, but a lot of hospitals will end up reimbursing you for it. Um, but if you don't pass it that first time, the second time you do it is usually discounted, I believe. Um, so don't feel too pressured into passing it the first time you do have to take it, uh, within three months of you signing up for it. So just keep that in mind. But I know a lot of people who do sign up for it just to kind of put a fire under their butt and get them to study. Um, so it's, it's something that, um, it, you kind of have to look at, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's really not a bad exam to take. Um, now, when we get to the CSC exam, the cardiac surgery certification exam, that's kind of an offshoot of the CCRN, that's a whole different beast. And I feel like that was 10 times harder than the actual CCRN. And we'll go into that at a later date if there's enough interest. But uh, there's really not even that many C- CSC uh, nurses in the nation as compared to CCRN. So Um, I don't know if there's going to be enough interest in me talking about that, but, um, if there is, I definitely will, but that's pretty much all I have on studying for the CCRN. It's mainly getting those two books, doing the, uh, test bank for the past CCRN, uh, book, and then going through the chapters of the Baron CCRN. And that Baron's book is not huge. It's great to take to work. It's also a great resource to have when you're at work because it has everything outlined for you. And um, I've used it a lot whenever I had questions on patients and I would just look through that book and it's helped me out so much. Um, But yeah, that's it for the CCRN. But uh, before I end this podcast, I just wanted to let y'all know that I'm doing a giveaway on my Instagram for a lapel pin that I had developed about a year ago. Uh, I designed it and had it manufactured and it's a really great quality pin. It's a, uh, it's an anatomical heart with cardiac nurse down at the bottom. Um, there's going to be a picture of it on my Instagram, but I'm going to be giving one of these away. And, um, all you need to do is, um, either like or like the podcast on Spotify or iTunes and um, then go to Instagram and like the post of the picture of the pin that I have on there. It should be the latest one. Um, And then in the comments, tag a friend. And um, in about a week, I will randomly select someone with a random number generator and whoever it chooses, I will send them the pin for free. 
Um, so like I said, just like the um, podcast Nurse Dose on Instagram or, or I'm sorry, on iTunes or Spotify. And then go to Instagram and like the post and tag a friend um, beneath in the comments. And that's pretty much it. Uh, but yeah, so I am in this new recording area now. Uh, <laughs> the previous one I was in when I was trying to record, it was very echoey and uh, not very conducive to good podcasts. So I am sorry for the delay. Uh, this is kind of like my test um, episode to see if things are better. And it sounds like they are from what I've heard so far. Uh, but yeah, we're going to be having some more in-depth podcast episodes here pretty soon. We're going to be doing some case reviews um, as well as some more uh, medication reviews and anything else that y'all have uh, that you want to know. I'm still trying to get around to the balloon pump and the impella stuff, but I just want to make sure y'all have the most up-to-date information. And it seems like balloon pumps are kind of being um, discarded for the impella now. So um, I don't want to go in depth on balloon pumps if it's something that we're starting to phase out, but, um, if there's enough interest in it, I definitely will do it. Um, anyways, it was a uh, good talking to y'all and I will see you in the next one. Bye. <laughs>